a Patriots wide receiver, a very, very, very good wide receiver, retired today, setting the internet ablaze with Hall of Fame debates. You're listening to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Let's talk about it. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot go with him. Can't do it. You play with me. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast. Yo, 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 Clock Dodgers, what up? New podcast cover art. Who this? <laughs> hey, I told you last time we spoke. I'm trying to, you know, refresh things, upgrade, and that's what we did. Got some new podcast cover art out there. It's a little more artistic, a little more descriptive. You know, my brain breaking open, exploding, the clock exploding. Things coming out of it, sports cards, fantasy football, technology, pop culture, you know, all, all this good stuff. Because that's what the Cloud Dodgers podcast is about. We don't just, you don't just play in one lane. We don't just drive in one lane. We spread it around. So, yeah, you know, just, just, just brightening things up around here. Speaking of, speaking of something, you know, new, we got a lot of stuff. We got a few things to cover today. A few things that I want to talk about before we get into anything Rest in peace, DMX. I have not done a podcast episode since he passed away, so I wanted to make sure that I got that out the gate. Man, what an artist. Like, obviously your age matters when it comes to, you know, who your favorite artists are, you know, who are the most, I don't want to say nostalgic, but like they bring back certain parts of your life, certain times of your life. DMX is one of those artists for me. Um... You know, and then there was X. It was one of my favorite albums ever. And obviously a bunch of his albums were good. A lot of his first albums, they were all good. But that was like the one that really, I don't know. It just, it, it, it was my favorite um, overall. I don't I don't know why. It's hard to pick one, but that was the one that like stuck with me the most. I don't know if it was just a time of my life or like whatever it was. It just got me at the right moment. Um, but DMX was a special artist. There's no question about it. He belongs in the top 10. There's no question about it. For rappers, there's no question. Like, DMX made that music that was just incredible. Like, he he had music for every type of mood, mindset, whatever space you were in at the time. There was something you could listen to from DMX that just, it just made sense in that moment. You know what I mean? So, this is unfortunate. Way, way too young. You know, this seems to be, I don't know if it's happening more and more, or everything is just, you know, the news just is just more prevalent in our lives today. And we're, you know, we're more in tune with everything and we have all these different ways of accessing information, but it just seems like a lot of artists are passing away young, you know, from drugs and it just sucks to see it. You know, DMX is definitely a legend, definitely one of the goats. Um, his music will last for, for all of time, man. Like he's just one of those artists. So you know, thoughts and prayers and everything with his family, his friends, his loved ones, those close to him, his kids. Um, you know, I hope they can, you know, I'm sure they're finding comfort, you know, in the support of everybody. And, you know, I'm sure that's what he would want them to do is to move forward. So rest in peace at DMX, play some DMX music, get your Spotify open, get your, you know, your Pandora, whatever you listen to title, <laughs> get it open. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys already run, 
through the DMX playlist, but just keep running through it because that music is timeless. So again, it's unfortunate. It's really sad, but rest in peace, DMX. Uh, his music will not be forgotten. The man he is will not be forgotten. He was definitely, um, you know, like I said, one of the goats of hip hop. It's hard to move on from topics like that, but we have to do so. We have to do it. Um, just some just some things really quick. If you haven't listened or watched, um, I was on the Fusion Fantasy Football Podcast um, with Josh. Well, Josh is the host. <laughs> um, he does a fake football fight episodes every now and again. This week uh, or last, whenever you want to call it, whenever he released it, he had me and Josh Crocker on of Clock Dodgers podcast fame. <laughs> of course, you guys know who Josh Crocker is. I KO'd his ass straight up. I don't give a damn about spoilers. I don't care if you haven't seen it yet. Josh was outclassed in every regard. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Even though I told you who won, that's not my bias speaking. That's that's just what was obvious. But if I would love for you to go check it out. If you want to see a dead body, go check it out. <laughs> Shout out to Josh. Shout out to both Joshes. I should say that because it's, it's a little confusing when they both had the same name. Um, on to some of the, the, I guess you could say, let's let's just get straight into some of the uh, the football news that happened recently. Giovanni Bernard, he signed with the Bucks. He was released by the Bengals. Of course, he signed with the Bucks, right? Like where where else was Giovanni Bernard going to sign? And I don't mean that in a negative way for Giovanni Bernard, like as if nobody would want him. I mean, like what else would happen? Who else? What, you know, what what other team? would get a productive pass catching weapon for an offense than the Super Bowl champs, then Tom Brady, who else would get that? Why, why would any other team have such a luxury? You know, um, I know Giovanni's getting a little up there in age, but that, that's not, no, that's nothing, man. Tom Brady has showed us that's, that's nothing. And so he's going to be a good weapon for the bucks. I feel like for me, Quickly, because I don't want to cover, you know, Giovanni Bernard in any kind of depth right now at this point, honestly. Um, this is better of like, a, this is more of like a football move. I like more than a fancy move. Um, this kind of just, you know, muddies the water a little more for Tampa, you know, from a fancy perspective for the running backs. So I'm not going to get excited about this and fancy. I'm not happy about it. I'm not, you know, looking to throw a party that I have Giovanni Bernard on my fancy teams like... It is what it is. It's good for Tampa Bay. It's good for Tom Brady. It's good for the Bucks and and, and their Super Bowl run for back to backs. But from a fancy perspective, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me in, in an exciting way, in a positive way. Uh, it just makes things more blurry out there um, because I think Giovanni Bernard definitely has stuff to offer still. And so this is going to eat into work, no question about it. Who's work? We don't know. We'll see. Ronald Jones, Fournette. There's a lot of guys back there now. We'll see how it plays out. But from a football for football perspective, just Super Bowl chasing, it's good. It's good news. Um, but bigger news than that, and, and really the, the news that set, you know, the internet a craze. <laughs> it had Twitter debating all day. Articles up on every website. YouTube videos, podcasts, everything. Was Julian Edelman, wide receiver for the Patriots, retired today. And the debate, because this is 2021 and we cannot do anything other than rush to conversations and discussions and debates was whether Julian Edelman is Hall of Fame worthy. <laughs> um, 
I laugh because it's just funny how quickly we jump into these conversations and these discussions. Like the guy just announced his retirement today and we're asking if he was Hall of Fame worthy. Personally, from my perspective, the playoff numbers look great. He accomplished a lot. You can't fault him that he did it with, you know, Brady and Bill Belichick. That's not a knock against him. He did what he was supposed to do um, with with coaches and quarterbacks of that caliber. But jumping into like Hall of Fame discussion, it feels like a big leap. It feels like a major leap, honestly. And again, I'm not knocking Julian Edelman. When, When someone says Julian Edelman doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, it's not a knock on Julian Edelman. It's just that, you know, the Hall of Fame, again, this is my perspective. I know Patriot fans are mad. If I say it when I say this, I know that, you know, Julian Edelman fans are mad when I say this because there are people who are, you know, going crazy right now defending and, and fighting for this fact that they think Julian Edelman deserves in the Hall of Fame. And, hey, that's your opinion. I'm not knocking you for it. But w- when it comes to my feeling on it, like the Hall of Fame is, you know, exclusive. It's the greatest of the greatest of the greatest. We don't just throw names in there. We don't just, you know, throw anybody in there. There's guys with better stats than Julian Edelman who are not in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, the big conversation, the big argument that I've seen, even from athletes, even from some of the best athletes ever in the NFL, is that Julian Edelman has this playoff and Super Bowl, you know, resume, if you will. These stats, these numbers that he's put up that make it hard for some people to say that he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Some people believe that with those numbers alone paired with what he's done, you know, in, outside of the playoffs and Super Bowl, he belongs in that in the Hall of Fame, which, I, again, I respect that opinion. It's just not one that I can share with you um, because, you know, the Super Bowl and these things are unique situations. He's in there with Tom Brady. He's in there with Bill Belichick. They've game planned for this. The other team, you know, has to stop this offense and he he was he exploited defenses all the time. He made he 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 did his thing. He did the work that he needed to do. And just because someone does it in a Super Bowl or in the playoffs, it doesn't mean necessarily that they're guaranteed a Hall of Fame spot. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful career. Like why why are we saying like when we say Julian Element isn't Hall of Fame, it doesn't mean Julian Element isn't wasn't great. It doesn't mean that he wasn't really good. Like I feel like when we say like to some people, it's like offensive when you say Julian Edelman doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. I feel like people get offended by that. It doesn't mean a guy didn't have an amazing career. Like as a Patriot fan, you love Julian Edelman and what he did. As a, as a fan of the game, you can appreciate what Julian Edelman did and what he pushed through and what he accomplished. You know, being doubted. It's all amazing. It's all great, man. You should feel great about that. That the way that story ends. It doesn't have to end with a Hall of Fame, though. It just doesn't. <laughs> and, and that's not and it doesn't take anything away from Edelman. He'll go down in the Patriots history books, you know, the playoff Super Bowl history books. The Patriots, no doubt, you know, will honor this dude and will, you know, put him in their in their history as one of as one of the best to do it. Because you can't deny what he did for them. So not being in the Hall of Fame isn't a slight. To Julian Edelman, he'll get all his just due. He'll get credit for everything that he accomplished. He'll be acknowledged for all of it. But the Hall of Fame is different, man. It's different. He just doesn't belong there. But, you know, cheers. Awesome career, man. There's no no hanging your head down. 
even if you're going out on an injury, it is what it is, man. He accomplished a gang of stuff. And with that team, they did a they 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 they, they had dynasties. You know? So that that team is history. No one can take it from him. Edelman's history, whatever he did, whenever he did it with them, you can't take it from him. It was an accomplished career. Fantastic. Just not Hall of Fame. That's all I'm saying. It's just not Hall of Fame. And, you know, I, I would ask listeners to tell me why they believe he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But I already, I've already seen all the arguments. I've already seen all the debates. I've already seen all the reasoning. So I get it. I respect it. I acknowledge what you're saying. It just doesn't work for me. Especially when I know the numbers and the careers of the guys who haven't gotten in. And I'm not going to separate... I'm not going to push Edelman above them just because of what he did in the Super Bowl, the playoffs. And, and, and again, it sounds like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm degrading, not degrading, but like I'm not giving enough credit or just due to what he did there. I am, but I just don't think it's enough, you know, for me to push him above guys who are trying to get in and haven't gotten in, who have accomplished more statistically and production wise. Um, so yeah, great career for Julian Edelman, you know, major props to everything he accomplished and overcame. I know Patriot fans are, are pleased. And excited with what he did. Um, and, and love the time and the memories and the moments that he created. But the Hall of Fame, you just won't you won't see him put on one of those jackets. And again, it's not a knock. It's not a knock at all. I do want to end um this episode on the fact that I seen uh there was there was being a, a, a Sean Payton movie. New Orleans Saints head coach. They're making a movie about him, but not what you would like think. You would think, well, is it about you know Super Bowl runs? Is it about you know the city of New Orleans and what he's done there and Drew Brees? No, Adam Sandler is producing a movie about the Saints head coach. Let me go ahead and just read um, something from ESPN.com about it to kind of give you an idea because they, you know, Mike Triplett at ESPN put it better together than I did. Um, and NBC's Peter King, I believe, first reported this. It says here, uh, but it'll be based on how Peyton wound up serving as an assistant coach on his son Connor's sixth-grade football team in the Dallas area while he was suspended by the NFL in 2012 over the Bounty Gate scandal. You know, he, uh, Peyton even told ESPN that he believes it'll be a humorous Adam Sandler spin to it. It'll be more inspired by his life experience rather than exact retelling. It'll be more focused on his experience coaching the youth team. Um, and it's, you know, go check out the article. It tells you, like, kind of what, you know, brought this to Sandler's attention and all that kind of stuff. What's interesting is, and I think what has probably, you know, been talked about the most is that Kevin James, if you know of um, King of Queens, he was in a lot of movies, a lot of different things he's, you know, he's been in. Um, he's actually going to play Sean Payton in the movie, which I think is interesting because, you know, if you know what Kevin James looks like, and you know how he typically acts, um, it'll be interesting to see him play the Sean Payton role, which is, I think, why Sean Payton is saying, like, it's going to have a humorous Adam Sandler spin to it. It's not like a biography. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like a documentary on Sean Payton. So I think everyone getting crazy about, oh, you know, Kevin James doesn't look like him and doesn't act like him and this and that. Like, I think you're taking it a little too serious. I don't think it's meant to be that way. I don't think it's meant to be projected that way. Just relax. It's an Adam Sandler produced it there. Adam Sandler's a legend when it comes to acting and producing. I'm going to trust Adam Sandler and Kevin James in, you know, making this entertaining. I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't chase movies as it is. I'm not the kind of guy who goes out there after movies, like gets, you know, super jacked and excited. I have to go see it in the movies the day it comes out. I'm not that guy. I have no issue waiting. I have no issue, you know, waiting for the initial rush to go by. 
before I go see it in the movies or, you know, get it on on demand or whatever. Uh, or even if I get it on on demand when it first comes out, that's fine, too. If they have that op- when they have that option. But um, I'm just not, you know, that guy when it comes to any movie, really, in reality. So I'll see it when I see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? When it comes out, I'll see it. I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not the guy to like over. You know, kill a movie if it's super bad, if it's not really great. I stay more on the positive end of things. If it's good, then if it's bad, it's just, eh, I'll criticize it some. But I'm not a movie producer, you know? I'm not an actor. I'm not, you know, a writer for movies. So I don't I don't feel the need to get too, you know, in, in, too in, too, you know, too down on movies. I don't I don't I don't see many movies where I'm like, that was straight trash. And maybe it's because I don't give my time to movies that often. Like, usually when I'm going to give my time to movies, it's because I've already seen that it's, you know, lauded and applauded and, and given all of this attention and, and praise before I go given time. I'm not the guy who just scrolls through Netflix or HBO On Demand or Disney Plus and just watches random movies. It's not really it's not really my move. Um, something, something has to usually, you know, trigger me to do that. I'm more into documentaries. TV series. I seen someone one time say, I forget who, if I don't know if it was on Twitter, where it was, but they said like, or maybe it was a meme I seen or something, but it said like, I'd rather watch a 10 hour series with episodes rather than a, you know, a three hour movie. <laughs> it's weird. It's more time dedicated, but I don't know, man. That's just how I am most times. Cause I don't know. I guess when I sit down for a movie, sometimes I'm already dedicating two hours pretty much. And if I hated it at the end, I'm pissed because I wasted two hours. But with a TV show, I don't feel so committed. Like I could watch it for 10, 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, this just isn't working for me. And I could bail. Maybe that's what it is. You know, I don't feel too, you know, stuck in the movie theater or, you know, you, you, you paid for it. You rented it. You're sitting there watching it with the family. You feel kind of stuck to kind of push through. <laughs> Maybe I don't feel that way with TV shows. You know, I don't know what it is, but. Um, you know, I, I'll see it when I see it. I'm not going to over criticize the, the cast. <laughs> it sounds like it's a, you know, more of a fun type of movie than a documentary biography, you know, life, you know, accurate, you know, depiction here. So it is what it is. Listen, guys, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot happening. Stay in, stay in tune with it. Stay in touch with it. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. No matter what your opinion is on something, you should always try to stay, you know, well-educated on everything going on around you, right? Some people say, I don't watch the news. I don't pay attention to politics. I don't watch this. I don't, I don't do that. I don't listen to this. Like, try, try, to, try to stay a little, you know, versed in everything. This way you can have an opinion on everything. This way you can have feelings and, um, you know, ha- be, you know, well-rounded in your, you know, intelligence and what you understand and what's going on. There's an important factor to stay well you know informed on the latest things going on in the world i I feel like that's important um to stay versed you don't have to be an expert in everything you don't have to like know every single detail stuff but like at least kind of know what's happening (laughs) going on around you and that's not just for news or politics you know these real heavy topics but also just pop culture you know movies tv shows sports music whatever it is like i don't know When, when, when things are going on i feel like you should know about it and it doesn't take more than, you know, you going into the Twitter, you know, explore, 
category or Instagram's explore category sometimes, you know, is okay for this. Not, not really as well though. Um, you know, there are certain websites that are good at, it, or you just listen to podcasts like clock Dodgers where you're going to hear all of it. And that's why, you know, I pride myself on, on covering more than just fantasy football, more than just sports. And the guests are, you know, not just sports related, not just fantasy football related. And we do all kinds of interviews and storytelling. It's just, why, why, I, I don't like staying in one spot. It's not who I am as a person. So why make the podcast that way? And the audience we've built agree with that. And I, and I love you guys for that. Um, so big shout out to everyone who subscribed. To those who are listening and downloading episodes, which you're not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Please just hit the subscribe button. It helps us grow and, and, and reach you know more audiences and, and reach more people and, and grow the platform. If you haven't left a review and you're listening every day and every episode we, we put out, please go on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, leave a five-star review. We always check those out. We read them on the air. And again, it's like a, a billboard. It's a Yelp or how, whatever you want to look at, you know, for reviews. It helps, you know, new listeners see what we're doing, see what it's about. You know, they see that crazy new cover art. They see the description and yeah, they're not too sure. But then they see your review and they're like, you know what? This dude seemed really jacked up about this show. This 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 woman, you know, seems like she really enjoys it. And then you guys are the ones that make the new listeners come. So you guys have significant value um, to this show, and that's why I'm so invested in in doing whatever I can, you know, to make that happen. So thank you again, everyone who supports the show. Thank you for everyone who retweets the show, um, you know, shares it on Twitter. Those who talk about it, jump into the conversations. I can't thank y'all enough. I really can't. That's why I talk about you guys. I feel like I do it every episode. Because <laughs> you guys are the lifeblood of what we do here. Um, we'll have more coming up in the future, more interviews. I'm bringing on different st- type of guests, different styles of guests, approach things a little differently. Keep mixing it up. Like I said, keep reinventing, keep upgrading, and keep improving what we bring to you guys because uh, it's you know important. I love when you guys tell us the show is great. You love this and that, but I want to keep you know keep improving upon that. So I hope you feel that as well, uh, and you're a major part of that. Other than that, guys, you know the deal. As always, be kind, be great, keep diving.